Uh, Donald Trump finally went too far. You know, he can say that he's going to build a wall between us and Mexico. He's going to make the Mexicans build it and right. pay for and it. And pay for <laughs> it. He's, he can say that uh, he will not allow any more Muslims in this country. Until it, we figure out what's going on. Right. Uh, I get a little bit irked at that, but once you start... Once you start taking on our nation's greatest sport and saying the kind of stupid crap that he said, look, this is the dumb. this is the dumbest. I don't get involved with politics, but I get involved with sports, and this is stupid. This is stupid. Listen to what he has to say about uh, football and how it, like America, has gone soft. Used to see these tackles, and it was incredible to watch. Right now they tackle. Oh, head-on-head collision, 15-yard. The whole game is all screwed up. You say, wow, what a tackle. Bing, flag. Football's become soft. Football has become soft. Now, I'll be criticized for that. They'll say, oh, isn't that terrible? But football's become soft like our country has become soft. It's true. It's true. The outcome of games have been changed by what used to be phenomenal, phenomenal stuff. Now, these are rough guys. These are rough guys. These guys want... What they're doing is incredible. But I looked at it, and I watched yesterday in particular. So many, right? So many flags. And I can imagine a guy like uh, Lawrence Taylor and and Dick Butkus, who was really rough. And some of these guys sitting there watching. Wow, what a beautiful tackle. 15 yards, that's the game is over. You can't kick a field goal anymore. It's become weak. And you know what? It's going to affect the NFL. Who I don't even watch it as much anymore. It's going to affect the NFL. I don't watch it. Bigger than ever. The, the right. referees, they want to all throw flags so their wife sees them at home. Oh, there's my husband. True. He just broke up. He just gave a 15-yard penalty on one of the most beautiful tackles made this year. Right? I mean, I don't even, it's boring. But although I love Tom Brady, I got to tell you, I do love Tom. This guy needs a He's script. He's a great guy. <laughs> yeah. But... But it's a different, you know, it's different. But it's become soft, and our country's become soft. Football's become soft. Guys are getting freaking holes in their brain. They're getting concussed. We just saw one of the most brutal football games that we've seen in the last 10 years on Saturday night with the Steelers and the Bengals. Oh, yeah. But football's going soft. I don't get that guy. Like, like this country's going soft. Right. It, 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 he's that close from saying the pussification of America, which is one of the dumbest things any human being can ever say. Like I said, I, I'm not dabbling in politics at all. Obviously, I'll vote when it's that time. But does he not pay attention to all the old NFL players who are in wheelchairs, who have brain damage, who have committed suicide because of the hits? Does he see the guys playing one or two years and retiring because they know what goes into it? I mean, what does he think that we – I don't want to see guys go limp on the football field. I, I don't know why people watch, but I, that's not why I'm watching. I kind of wish I heard this entire speech so I could hear what, what his promise you, – you elect me, right. I'm going to do something about this football business. I'm going to turn football <laughs> around again. He tried to with the U.S. Yeah. USFL, USFL or whatever, did not and work. that sucked. Awful. Horrible. And I'm sorry, but – I'm okay with the level of violence in the NFL right now. Me too. I, yeah. I would never let my kid play football, and I don't know how anybody lets their kid play football. I mean, I'm only going to let my kid play football if he's good at it. <laughs> if he's, like, marketably good yeah, at yeah, it? Yeah, 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 you know. 727-579-1025 and 800-771-1025. I, I was out with my friends Monica and Seth for brunch yesterday, and they, they have a baby, and they said, we after we were talking about the football game for Saturday night, the yeah. Steelers game, they said, this is exactly why we are never letting our son play football. I don't. I can't understand how any parent would let their kid play football when you've got guys who make it in the league like that Vontae's perfect, 
who literally try to end another player's career. A lot of guys. Like, takes a knee and drives it into Roethlisberger's shoulder. They had a game a couple of weeks ago where he twisted some dude's leg. Yeah, that's the exception. <laughs> it is the exception. But all it takes is one dude like that, and your career and your life could be over. In his defense, he's in a contract year. <laughs> I just, uh, I'm sorry, man. The NFL might be the no fun league when they, uh, you know, crack down on celebrations. But you love football. I love watching it. Well, if people don't let their kids play football, we'll have no more football. Are you trying to get rid of football? No. Some people. Somebody's got to play it. Sure. I'm not saying nobody should let their kids play football, but I'm not letting my kid play football. There's just no way in hell, even if he was good at it, there's just no way in hell. You don't think football's soft, though, do you? No. Okay, you're you're okay with a guy getting a penalty for hitting another guy with his helmet? Are you kidding me? That 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 hit that uh, that Antonio Brown. He was he's an offenseless receiver. Perfect waits a good second after the ball goes by and goes head hunting. It's not even about Vontez Burfitt. I mean, look at the the hit that Giovanni Bernard took, oh. where he just was lying on the field, just motionless for a minute. I mean, that stuff's tough to watch. It's not a, even a flag. It's a tough game. It is a man's game. Mm-hmm. Dan, what's up? Welcome to Drew Garabo Live. Hey, how y'all doing today? What's up, Dan? I think uh, I think football should be tougher. I tougher. think I think he's absolutely right, and uh, I think he should be running this country. Actually, I think the ugh. person that runs our country right now is totally sucks. He's totally soft. He wants to let everybody in this country. Mm. He's what's, a nut. What's that got to do with football? Well, you kind of said you were laughing, like, "Oh, huh, huh, he's going to get the Mexicans paying for the wall." I'm just I repeating what he said. I can see how that can happen very I, easily. I'm repeating what he said, and that's not going to happen. Never. Of course it is. You know why? Because he's going to have these guys, these Mexicans are going to turn themselves in. They're going to pay $100 to put their name on a sheet of paper. $100 times $12 million, That's $1.2 billion right there. That'll build you a wall eight foot tall, a concrete wall eight foot tall, 2,500 miles long, dude. Oh, he's done the math. He knows. Oh, God. I always wondered yeah, what... Not only that, when they come back in, when they come back in, they're not going to have to pay some coyote four grand. They can pay us $1,000. Now, $1,000 times $12 million, that'll build you a wall higher than Jack's Beanstalk. <laughs> I always wondered what a Trump supporter yeah. would sound like on the radio. It's this guy right here. Well, oh, this is no, what... oh, 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 I don't hear you saying anything. Well, I'm just listening to idiocy. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I, I just like Dude. the sound of idiocy. Yeah, you know what? What? I tell you what, Obama, you know what he does? Tell me. You know, you got black people. I don't have nothing against black people oh, at all. But a lot of the jobs them. that black people have, mm-hmm. McDonald's, Walmart, when you let all these Mexicans and everybody in this country, what do you think jobs they're going to take? They're going to take black people's so, jobs, so, dude. So, sir, I applaud you. You're concerned. You're concerned about black people in their jobs. That's what I thought when you, when we got you on the phone. Here's a guy concerned well, about no, black I'm people. Not, no, I'm not. I'm just saying the yeah, guy who's running our not. country doesn't care. He doesn't. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. Not at all. Bush didn't he care, did he? Out, man. He's hey, not doing us any favors. Did, did you dude. vote for George Bush? There's somebody in there that's strong. There's going to be a man about it. Okay, he's playing the role. Listen, yeah. you, you were very convincing. I almost believed it, but there's no way anyone could have their head so far up their ass and actually express themselves on the radio. But I appreciate the effort. Thank you. Okay, well, all right. Well, thank you very much, Drew. You have a good day. You too, man. 727-579-1025 and 800-771-1025. What's up, Ryan? Welcome to Drew Garabo Live. Drew, how are you doing today, sir? What's up? So I wanted to comment on um, – I don't agree much with what Trump said. Good. However, um, 
these guys put their entire life's work into something that they love, like football, right? knowing the risk. Sure. How is that any different than somebody going overseas and fighting for their country for a significant much pay? Much pay? But chances are they might get hurt, they might get shot, they might lose a limb. How is that different than somebody who's saying, hey, I might make millions and millions a year. It might cost me a few years of my life. But you know what? It's something that I love. It's something that I, I enjoy. So okay, it's wait. That provides entertainment. You're you're asking me sincerely the difference between defending your country with honor for a sense of patriotism and deciding to play a sport for entertainment's sake. You're actually asking me to differentiate between the two. It's not the difference. What I'm saying is, why is it not okay that somebody can make that decision to play football, but but not make that decision when it comes to something that has to do with military. Huh? That, that's what I don't understand. Uh, I don't understand what you're asking me. You're, one's a game and one's real. Yeah, like one, you're out there actually making a difference in the world. You're putting your life on the line to defend your country and its freedom. The other one, you're choosing to put your health on the line for a game. Right, for millions of dollars a year. They're not, they're not, for they're millions not, and millions of dollars a year. They're not, they're not all getting millions of dollars. No, right. not all of them. Exactly. Exactly, but the point is, the chance that you put your life's work into something that you love, and you might get rewarded very significantly, why is that such a bad idea as opposed to getting paid nothing? Yeah, you might have honor. Yeah, you've done something great for this country, but a lot of what the military does doesn't have to just do with much, much, much honor anymore. A lot of it's, uh, it's war games and business. And Are you in the military? The that live in Indiana and, I'm sorry? Are you in the military? No, but my grandfather was, and, okay. and my great-grandfather was. So the it's real easy for a guy who's not an enlisted man to say that what the military is all about, and it's not about honor because you don't serve. But for the guys who do serve, I do. what I do because I see what the the Department of Defense spends on, and I see right. how to create profit. All it's right. actually laid out completely in documentation provided. Sure. You know what? Here's the beauty of it. Those guys put their life on the line, whether they're here stateside or serving throughout the globe in Afghanistan and the desert away from their families. They do that so that a jackass like you has the freedom to make an ignorant opinion on the radio. So I thank you on behalf of them uh, for making this phone call today. I just thought about something. What's that? I need to support Donald Trump so some Mexican doesn't take my job. 727-579. Oh, man. Tell Pedro to hold on the bullpen out there. Kevin, what's up? Welcome to Drew Garabo Live. What's going on, man? Donald Trump's a moron, number one. Yes. Anybody can anybody can spew hate speech and get a bunch of dumbass. He's I'm the sorry. leader of the morons. He is indeed, and we've heard from a few exactly. of his followers today. Uh, Mexicans aren't going to take anything from black people. Ooh, they serve a purpose. God. Shut the hell up and leave them alone. No. Uh, uh, number three, I think that's three, yeah. I'm the guy that called in Friday and said we got in Cincinnati's head. I was right. We beat him. Yeah, you were yes. the, the prophet. Well done, sir. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I, I, that guy got us off track bringing the Army and everything into this, but I think we're just saying we're disagreeing with Trump that I, I don't think football has gone soft at all because they're looking out for these guys and their future after right. the game. Yeah, they will do whatever they can do to stem the tide of dudes who get brain injuries and spinal injuries, et cetera, for playing football, and I'm okay with that. You flag a guy because he goes helmet to helmet. You flag a guy because he goes to a quarterback's helmet. That's a bad analogy of what he thinks is happening to this country. Yeah, don't you don't need to bring our military right. into it at all. It's not going to do you any favors. It sounded like he went all Larry David in the middle of his tirade. All of a sudden, he was talking about the refs throw flags so they can impress their wives at home. The weird, <laughs> weird tangent. What's up, Chuck? Welcome to Drew Garabo Live. Um, I was listening earlier, and, and the guy that was spewing crap about the um army and about how anybody can throw their lives on the line. That, that was complete crap. I agree. That, that actually kind of pissed me off while I was listening oh, to it. I'm sorry. 
I mean, um, if you get pissed off today. It, it's it's fine. I'm always pissed off. I work in fast food. <laughs> uh, it, I mean, not, not to bring academics to this, but it, it is all economics. But you know how people give oh, oh, thanks, man. thanks for the language, bud. Yeah, he was lost, doing that man. just to drop that. He did. Yeah, he, he he absolutely did that just so he could say the S word. Congratulations, sir. Hello, here we go again. This is the Drew Garabo live hit and track of the day. Don't tell any of your stupid friends. Shh. How excited are you right now? I'm pretty excited. Our first interview with a cast member of Breaking Bad, Betsy Brandt plays Marie. Thank you very much for joining us on the phone. Betsy, how are you today? Hello. Hi. Hello, how are you doing? I'm good. I, w- I heard you guys are, there's a bunch of big Breaking Bad fans that uh, work on your show, and I wish I was there in person to meet you all. Oh, my God. We love you. <laughs> Guilty as charged. We are huge fans, Betsy. Oh, I love you guys. That's great. You have very good taste in television. Here, and I'll prove that I'm such a big fan. They aren't rocks, Marie. They're minerals. <laughs> <laughs> I get that a lot. <laughs> Is that the most quoted line that people, that the Breaking Bad super fans like us come up to you and say, Betsy? Boy, I mean, not to go too into the show for the people who are watching, but how freaking crazy is Skylar getting this season? Yeah, I know. It's got to be tough I being know. her sister. See, I, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. It's, they, I mean, I know what's going to happen. The, the, you know, this season, the first eight episodes, but the final season, the last eight, I really, like, I have no idea what's going to happen, but I'm, I'm scared but excited to see what they do. I bet. We're speaking with Betsy Brandt. She is Marie on Breaking Bad Sundays on AMC. Betsy, did you know this show had the potential to be one of the greatest shows in TV history when you first read the script? When I read the, the pilot, the first time I read the pilot, I said to my husband, I said, this is the best pilot that I have ever read. I mean, every part of it, from the stage directions to just everything, I thought was so great. And then when I saw the pilot, I thought, God, this be big and amc was really behind it right from the beginning so i thought it had a chance because i think some shows that could be really big hits they just don't get a, a chance to you know work out their kinks in the beginning or anything like that and amc really believed in the show now have you so, felt the momentum build betsy like from the first season when there were some people into it have you felt it like now in the fifth season there's so many people who are into it can you feel that when you're uh, when you're like on the streets talking to people yeah, definitely. And, you know, I still meet people, I mean, all the time that are just coming to it now. And I'm like, oh, that's such a great way to watch it because now you can binge watch. And I think Breaking Bad is such a great show to, uh, you know, sit down and, like, watch an entire season. No doubt yeah. about it. But it's, you know, just have a marathon weekend and watch a bunch of them. Oh, that's how I got into it with my wife was because of Netflix. I mean, we burned through three seasons in a weekend. And yes, you got me into yeah, the show. I, just, I want my credit. You got me into the show in season three. Thank you, Seth. I appreciate that. We're speaking with Betsy Brandt Marie on Breaking Bad. Betsy, what's been the most challenging scene for you so far on Breaking Bad? Uh, you know, probably the stuff when Hank was shot for me in season three. Oh, God, you've seen season, you've seen that far, oh, right? We're, we're all oh, we're caught it. up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. I don't want to spoil anything. Or for, sorry, I don't want to spoil these pretty listeners. <laughs> no, oh, we don't care that. about that. <laughs> I that in season three. I swear to God, I still, that episode, One Minute, which is a fantastic episode, I cannot, I mean, my heart rate goes up when I watch it. It's just, and I know he's going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's tough for me to watch. Please tell me, Betsy, that you have seen the clip of Aaron Paul, who plays Jesse Pinkman, on The Price is Right. No. You haven't? No. 
Oh, he was a contestant on The Price is Right about six, seven years ago, and you've got to Google it because he, he was the absolute craziest contestant you've ever seen. He's jumping up and down, and he's like the biggest Bob Barker stalker you'll ever see. I'm not kidding you. Oh, my God. He is just um – he just has such a great attitude. Aaron, he just enjoys everything that he does. We have a really good time at work. Absolutely. I wish I had a scene with him, but I don't know if that's ever going to happen. <laughs> yeah, that is weird that you've not had a scene with uh, with well, him. It's not weird at all, well, actually. No, they wouldn't I intermingle. Mean, in season one, I, I told him, I said, you know, if I got busted for stealing and you got busted for all the crap that you do, <laughs> any, any of the, the bit of the crap you do, then we could maybe, you know, pick up garbage together along the highway in Orange Bet. <laughs> do a little community service together. Yeah, we could do some community service or, I don't know, what, what, what other community service we could do, but we could do some community service. We're speaking with Betsy Brandt, Marie on Breaking Bad, Sundays on AMC. All right, Betsy, besides Marie, who's your favorite character on Breaking Bad? Oh, God, I have to say Hank because Marie's just in love with him. And I adore Dean Norris. Now, uh, we've got some theories towards the end. We don't want to give anything away about the end of the show, but the mm-hmm. gradual moral decline of one Walter White leads us to believe that the final episode is going to be some sort of a bloodbath, perhaps a showdown between your husband, Hank, and Walter White. Uh, you don't know what's going to happen to the very end, but do you kind of feel like we do that it's headed for a Scarface-type ending with a say hello to my little friend moment? I feel like when we go out, it's probably, you know, could be really big. I feel like there's some potential for that. I mean, are they seriously considering that Marie kills Walt with her bare hands and then decapitates him with a purple sparkly nail file? I'm sure they are. I'm sure. And that we're going to shoot that real time. We're going to, like, very 127 hours, like, just me sawing for an hour at his neck with my emery board. But um, I don't know what's going to happen at the end. But, you know, we're, you know, Hank's getting back into work, and he's really good at his job. I mean, it's fun to see. He's he's a really smart cop, and Walt is is really smart criminal, and he's become a really good criminal, too. So, you know, we'll have to see how that plays out. And it's amazing. Somebody's going to have to win. Oh, it is. Someone will, and it's definitely the audience, because it's amazing to me how we've gone for Walt being such a protagonist and us feeling such sympathy for his plight with cancer, and now the tables have been turned, and Vince Gilligan has done such a magnificent job of making us lose all sympathy and support for him, but at the same time, I can't feel sympathy for Skyler either. It's like there are no heroes on the show except for maybe you and Hank. Oh, I love that. I know. I feel like we were always really good people. Well, except for that whole kleptomaniac thing, you know. Yes, but they're, they're good people. Awesome. Well, Betsy, thank you so much for your time. And again, congratulations on being part of such an incredible show that we look forward to watching every week. Thank you for watching. Sunday nights is great. You'll have fun watching Sunday. We definitely will. It's Sunday nights on AMC. It's Breaking Bad, the best television on television. Betsy Brandt, continued success to you, and thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much. Bye, guys. See you later. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. 